So good morning, everyone. And to begin our service, we acknowledge that we are on Treaty 6 territory. We respect the histories, languages, and cultures of the First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and all First Peoples of Canada, whose presence continues to enrich our vibrant community. We're going to try beginning our service with a prelude this morning, because what's an African service without some great African music? words this morning are from an African prayer book by Desmond Tutu. He writes, all of us are by nature worshipful. When we listen to a superb Beethoven symphony or something out of Handel's Messiah, we are often speechless with wonder and awe. Are we not often awestruck before the grandeur of some imposing mountain range or when we behold a glorious sunset or a still, 
moonlit night with the stars waking in a dark blue sky. I once heard a venerable professor of gynecology who must have delivered countless babies confess that he was always overwhelmed by the wonder and mystery of a baby being born. I have heard that scientists wax ecstatic and break into poetic utterance because of an aesthetic qualities of some scientific experiment and the truth that it will have proven. We too have moments we are struck speechless, as when we are stunned by the beauty of the snow-capped mountain, Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, or the majestic roar of the Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe. Our instinctive worshipfulness then comes to the fore with all these created things. For our chalice lighting, I would like to ask Robert to assist me on this. And if by chance you have a candle at home, would like to light your own personal chalice, I invite you to do so now. These words by Reverend Corey Simon, who serves as a minister at the First Unitarian Church in Cincinnati. She is the first woman of color to be called to this position in the church's 188-year history. And so she writes, This is the hour. The time has come. Mindful of our responsibilities as leaders of this faith and guardians of the living tradition, we call upon that great cloud of witnesses, those who came before, those who are here now, and those who have yet to come. We seek their presence, love, and support in this place at this hour. We kindle this flame to light our path and call them near as we undertake this sacred work. We'll now have a moment for our sharing of our abundance. And it's a little bit different now that we are doing things virtually. There isn't a collection plate to pass, but um, our expenses still exist and actually are um, a little bit more on our minds right now as we know that our renters are also struggling and many of them can't meet and so we are not charging them rent and some of our permanent renters are seeing their business be very impacted by COVID. And so we still are taking time to share our abundance and have some new ways or different ways that we can do that. Um, and so you'll see on your screen here, possibilities to do automatic debit. You can set that up with Andrew by emailing him through canadahelps.org. Um, there's a link on our website if you'd like to do that or an interact bank transfer. So if you do e-banking, that's a possibility too. And you can just email that to chadmin at uce.ca. We're also being mindful of the charities that we have identified and that we usually partnered with um, by sharing half of the unidentified contributions. And we won't have the unidentified contributions right now because of not having the collection plates, but we know that the charities still need our support. And for the month of April, the charity is the UUUNO. So the Unitarian Universalist United Nations Office. And they are an entity that take the beliefs and the principles of Unitarian Universalism throughout the world. 
through government systems and through charitable works and through the support of governance throughout the world and so well worth supporting and so as we think about sharing our abundance and maybe to give a bit of time to do that we have another piece of music rainmaker so uh please enjoy
Now please uh, join me in singing from you I receive to you I give. now is a reading and it's a Shanti prayer from West Africa. Creator of our land, our earth, our trees, animals and humans, all is for your honor. The drums beat it out and people sing about it and they dance with noisy joy. You also have pulled the other continents out of the sea. What a wonderful world you have made out of wet mud and what a beautiful men and women. We thank you for all the beauty of this earth. The grace of your creation is like a cool day between rainy seasons. We drink in your creation with our eyes. We listen to the birds jubilee with our ears. How strong and good and sure your earth smells and everything that grows there. Be with us in our countries and in all Africa and in the whole world. Prepare us for the service that we should render. Now, if you will join me, we'll do a, a reading together. These are some lovely words written by our own Susan Rattan. On this sacred earth, we cherish all life, great and small. The love of earth joins us together. All creatures are concerned. And in our love and care for all, we're nurtured in return. In true communion, let us gather. May all divisions cease and in their place, a harmony and universal peace. On this small planet, may we promise to share all that we can, become a friend to all in need on oceans and on land. On this sacred earth, we cherish all life, great and small. Oh, uh -huh. 
Let us acknowledge all the joys and concerns written down this morning, as well as all the unspoken thoughts and prayers. They express very deeply that we are not alone. I have some African proverbs for you. I was very excited to find these. Every continent has its proverbs. Single sentences crafted with wisdom and passed down through the generations to give guidance to those in need. Africa is no exception. And each of its countless ethnic groups have its own set of traditional sayings. Some are comical, some cryptic, but all of them offer subtle grains of truth that remain relevant today, no matter where you live or what your circumstances may be. African proverbs also offer fascinating insights to the cultures that created them. Many of them drawn their inspiration from continents, unique flora and fauna. With others, they paint a picture of life in a traditional village. And so our first proverb, a roaring lion kills no game. This simple proverb originates from Uganda and has two interpretations. In the same way that a lion must stalk his prey silently to avoid scaring it away, it's best to work quietly towards your goals rather than bragging about an achievement prematurely. Similarly, the proverb also suggests that sitting around and talking loudly about doing something ultimately achieves nothing. Essentially, it translates along the lines of actions speak louder than words. Rain beats the leopard's skin, but does not wash away its spots. This Ghanaian proverb is a more elaborate version of the saying, a, lion, a leopard can't change its spots. No matter how long a leopard stands in the rain, its spots will never wash away. In the same way, you can't change a person's true nature, regardless of how hard you try. Similarly, it can also be interpreted as a caution to look after your reputation. If you become known for bad behavior, it's difficult to change your image no matter how many good deeds you do thereafter. I like this next one. I find that it speaks particularly to our Unitarian Universalist traditions. Wisdom is like a baobab tree. No one individual can embrace it. This proverb originates from the Akan and Ute tribes of West Africa. It uses the great size and girth of the baobab tree to describe the vastness of knowledge. It has two interpretations. One, that it is impossible for one person to know everything. And two, that will, wisdom belongs to everyone and should not be kept to oneself. Except, uh, essentially, if you have knowledge, share it. Not everyone who chased that zebra caught it, but he who caught it chased it. This proverb is from South Africa, and it states, if you don't try, you'll never know. Or if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. It means that you may not achieve your goals every time you set out to do so, 
But the only way that you will ever reach, your, reach them is to keep trying. It also reminds us that those who have already succeeded and have done the work have experienced failure at times. And that losing today doesn't mean that you can't win tomorrow. And for those elephant enthusiasts in the crowd, here's one for you, but keep in mind that this is only a proverb. The best way to eat an elephant standing in your path is to cut it into little pieces. A more evocative way of saying, one step at a time. This African proverb advises everyone facing a seemingly insurmountable task to tackle it in manageable stages until it's finished. It draws some similarities to the famous quote by Nelson Mandela. It always seems impossible until it's done. By tackling one issue at a time, Mandela and his peers ultimately overcame apartheid in South Africa to establish the country's first black-led democracy, proof of this proverb power. I'll turn it now over to Karen for a story. So my story this morning is about the lion who thought he was a sheep. There was a lion that grew up in a flock of sheep and so he had no consciousness that he was a lion. He didn't know he was a lion. He would bleat like a sheep and eat grass like a sheep. One day they were wandering along the edge of a big jungle when a mighty lion let out a big roar and leaped out of the forest right into the middle of the flock. All the sheep scattered and ran away and imagined the surprise of the jungle lion when he saw this other lion there among the sheep. So he gave chase. He got hold of him and there was this lion cringing in front of him saying please don't eat me and the jungle lion said to him what are you doing here have mercy on me don't eat me have mercy on me he said but the king of the forest dragged him away he took him to a lake and he said look so the lion who thought he was a sheep looked and for the first time saw his image then he looked at the jungle lion and he looked at the water again, and he let out a mighty roar. He was never a sheep again, and it only took a minute. Thanks, Karen. For quite some time now, I've been attracted to the teachings of animals. Animal medicine, if you will. So while I was preparing the service, I reminded myself of the teaching of lion. Elena Harris writes, in the realm of spirit animals, the lion wins the prize for the most relentless fighter in the face of challenges. The lion spirit animal represents courage, strength in overcoming difficulties. This spirit animal could point to one of your weak spots or a difficult situation you're experiencing. The lion animal spirit guide is perhaps showing you the way to deal with the issue and keep going with the courage it also embodies. I'd like you to take a moment to think back of the very first time you experienced a lion. Did you read about it in a book or see one in a zoo? 
What was your impression? As a child, I remember very clearly the first line that I experienced. It was on the silver screen. He, unfortunately, was not much of a lion. In fact, he was quite cowardly. But when asked what he needed to show the world that he was indeed the king of the forest, he replied, what makes a king out of a slave? Courage. What makes a flag on the mast wave? Courage. What makes the elephant charge his tusks in the misty mist or the dusky dusk? What makes, makes the muskrat guard his musk? Courage. What makes the sphinx the seventh wonder? What makes the dawn come up like thunder? What makes the hottest not so hot? What puts the ape in apricot? <laughs> Courage. Yes, indeed. May we draw upon the courage and strength that is lying as we face continuing challenges in these next few days and weeks. May we know that we are part of an amazing pride of lions and lionesses. May we be mindful there are those who need our support, our strength, and most of all, our courage. May we be well, May we be safe. Blessed be. Please join me now for a responsive reading. I'll read the first larger text and your response to each phrase is peace be with us. Praise ye in Gaia. Praise be with us. Peace be with us. Say that the elders may have wisdom and speak with one voice. Peace be us. Say that the country may have tranquility. Peace, Peace be with us. And the people may continue to increase. Peace, Peace be with us. Say that the people and the flock and the herds may prosper and be free from illness. Peace be with us. Say that the fields may bear much fruit and the land may continue to be fertile. Peace, peace be with us. us. May peace reign over the earth. May the gourd cup agree with vessel. Peace, peace be with us. May their heads agree and every ill word be driven out into the wilderness, into the virgin forest. Peace, peace be, with be with us. Our closing words are by Desmond Tutu. Do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world. We shall rest and we shall see. We shall see and we shall know. We shall know and we shall love. We shall love and we shall praise. May it be so. We'll have a postlude, which I'll try to turn up. I'm hearing the sounds a little soft, so I'll attempt to turn that up. And then we'll sing Carry the Flame together.
Go ahead and carry the flame. <laughs>